Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Mad anxiety, what can we do? The growth mindset and distant learning. Why are some good at math and some not? Can't wait for the multiplication course. Detecting dyscalculia with machine learning. This is our podcast for week 30 of 2020. And with us is Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Dyscalculia Services. And she's going to help us review the links of this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Always so happy to be here. Well, Thank well, you for having very, me. Yeah, we're happy with your help uh, and, and some of the explanations. Uh, the first link, let's just dive in there. It's about... Mad anxiety. We talked about this uh, more often. Oh yeah, this what is. What can we do? I I I'm happy that we have another link here for math anxiety because it's a real big thing. It uh, influences obviously a lot of students who struggle in math. But let's make it clear that there are people who are fairly proficient in math who can also uh, be affected by uh, math anxiety, and particularly mm-hmm. when you push them to come up with an answer. Uh, too fast. So here, this link is a blog from Dr. Tom Hunt. He's associate professor at the University of Derby in the UK. And instead of uh, providing a one uh, solution fits all thing, he makes the point that uh, math anxiety is different for different for several people, but also that there are many different ways. Um, and strategies that you can uh, have in place to help students. So one of the the points is, uh, for instance, to talk about feelings. Let's remember Mr. Rogers, who used to say, when we can talk about our feelings, they become less overwhelming, less upsetting, and less scary. So there are many suggestions here, so I would uh, definitely uh, recommend you uh, reading through this blog. Uh, suggestions uh, vary from uh, mindful diaphragmatic breathing because a lot of people breathe very superficially mm-hmm. and that is often linked with uh, anxiety to reducing the pressure. Don't compare yourself always with the student next to uh, right. you. And um, also just help the students to develop their skills because that is a very reassuring thing if they see that they can actually do it now um and and i uh, really feel that uh he has um thought deeply about uh, the strategies and he explains it well also great great blog good good now the, uh, the the next link is about the growth mindset and the distance learning that's going on now. So how does that impact here? Well, this link goes back to a second article in a three-part series in the Education Week magazine and is written by uh, Jamie Carroll, Associate Project Director for the National Mindset Innovation Network and okay. David Yeager, He's a psychology professor at uh, UT Austin here Mm -hmm. in Texas. And they discuss the growth mindset when learning remote. It's an easy read. It's kind of uh, an interview style. Um, 
let me mention just one uh, uh, topic here that came up that for some kids it is uh, great to do distance learning um, because the social pressure is much uh, much less and and they compare themselves um, not so much with kids it, obviously there's always a little bit of comparison but sure. it's uh, it's less obvious so several good points are made and at the bottom line that it's certainly possible to also develop a growth mindset when you work uh, online um, one of the thing is working one-on-one -on -one is very good and another suggestion that came up here may take a little bit extra time to contact uh, students personally when they were not engaging uh, with the material and I think that is I also, think that's a good yeah that's that a good is suggestion. time well Excellent. spent absolutely okay well then now to the question of all questions and that's our next link why are some good at math and some not can you answer that question? Well, as yeah. usually, the good <laughs> questions do not have a simple answer, like right. this one also. Uh, this is an interview with Dr. Ansari. Um, if you listen to our podcast more often, you uh, already know this name. He works in uh, Canada. He's um, a neuroscientist, and uh, he is busy developing a screening uh, that can better uh, predict which students will be at risk of failing uh, math or falling behind. So there is already a short online um, uh, screening uh, for kids in kindergarten and first grade that compares how quickly they can see dot patterns and uh, written numerals. Okay. But uh, if you look at the... Um, uh, interview what he says is um, if I may just quote it there are multiple reasons that some children are better at math both biological and environmental now we do not yet fully know all the causes what we do know is there are children who have very persistent math dif uh, difficulties although they are being given uh, good educational uh, opportunities and also, that math skills do not develop at the same pace as children who do not have those um, difficulties. And children who have real difficulties have difficulty understanding what a quantity actually means and how they can, how they, those quantities can relate to each other. Right. So, I think that the outcome of this uh, project will be very interesting. Um, important for all those students that um, are struggling and do not get the help they need in particularly uh, about the detection because I, I fully agree with uh, him that um, this is still an issue it's yeah. obviously time-consuming and that is already a hurdle but also it is a patchwork of many tests and uh, assessments yeah. and it would be great if we have a more universal approach uh, for detection good good something to strive for now our, our next link says uh, we can't wait for the multiplication course and it's a video let's see if we can listen in for a bit
Welcome to the multiplication course. My name is Steve Whiteborny and these are the three big ideas. When some people think of multiplication facts, they think the idea is to get the facts into their mind. Or they think the idea is to reach a point where they can complete a fact. For example, what is 3 times 8 equal to? It's 24. What is 7 times 3 equal to? 21. What is 6 times 7 equal to? 42. But that's actually not the main point of this course. Yes, if you complete this course, you will learn all of your multiplication facts, but there is so much more. You'll begin to see new ideas in new ways. And then something really amazing will happen. You'll begin to find connections between those ideas. And then something else amazing will happen. You'll actually use your new ideas to discover and create even more ideas. And that new learning will be strong because you can connect it to the multiplication ideas you know. And you'll use what you already know and your new learning to reach for even bigger ideas. Wow, that uh, sounds very promising. Yes, yes. Uh, we, we know Steve Weiborny actually from his uh, Splat tools. Very interesting, uh, yeah. Where you have um, a few dots that you see on the screen, then a big Splat goes over that, and you can ask students um, how many dots are hidden now, what was the total, and they learn uh, addition and subtraction uh, facts from that. It's kind of a um, number bonds exercise in a visual way and uh, kids uh, like it so here um, he is uh, working in a similar way but more theoretical uh, doing the multiplications and i totally agree with him um, just only spitting out those answers of three times seven and seven times nine that is important and we do need to have that um, uh, memorized so that we can use it so that mm -hmm. we can also Influent, free up yes. um, the thinking space to do more interesting and more intricate uh, math activities but I agree with him that uh, just learning uh, by rote memory these answers to multiplication facts is not um, is not the complete story and uh, when you can make more connections in between that it, it gets a lot more interesting. Also, um, we try to do that uh, with a visual learning. Uh, it's called uh, Happy 100, where you mm -hmm. can click on uh, rows and columns and uh, use the five times multiplication table, what a lot of people uh, very easily can um, remember, to uh, look at multiplication facts uh, in parts instead of just spitting out the total answer uh, students see that it's made up it's built up of smaller um, groups and those groups are situated in a rectangle so they immediately also learn about area okay so so uh, yeah so this is uh, to be continued yeah? we'll wait uh, for the uh, multiplication course to uh, to come out yeah well i've already seen several uh, videos so okay. yeah it's uh, very extensive it's, okay um Okay, it's a good, well a good resource. Good resource. Now that brings us to our last link. Okay, this solves everything. It says this uh, detecting dyscalculia with machine learning. Oh, I guess we're done, right? <laughs> Easy. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it, this is uh, from a publication. Um, uh, I think actually it was a um, poster presentation, 
uh, the International Conference on Communication and Electronic Systems in India. And uh, what they notice, and I uh, agree, uh, that right now the detection of dyscalculia is a uh, complicated and like, uh, kind of... Like uh, we were discussing when we talked about Dr. A tedious uh, task. Yeah. Um, various tests are needed and we sometimes need to evaluate it by hand or uh, add extra questions um, like uh, how much scaffolding has a student um, need does a student need to get to the to the answer instead of just looking at oh he can do it right or wrong that there is more to it and uh, they are developing now a process um, uh, to speed that up so that you do not need to use the curriculum based tested uh, other tests like Woodcock Johnson or the wide range achievement test there are obviously many of them yes. and um, this is very uh, promising um, I do need to uh, admit I haven't read the full article yet um, okay. but it's on uh, it's on my desk it's coming and <laughs> maybe we'll need to come back to that at another time it's very very interesting okay okay well okay uh, it's, it is interesting. It's definitely a new uh, development, and uh, and you know detecting that dyscalculia, it came back in two of our, our five links for the week. Uh, so it is a topic that's at the forefront of the uh, research community. Well, thank you very much for coming in, Dr. Schroeder. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Dyscalculia Services, and she is is keen on adding more dyscalculia tutors so that the children who have dyscalculia get the help that they deserve and for this purpose she has developed a fully online course that you can follow and if you go to discalculiatutor.org you can get all the information you need to embark on that discalculia headlines weekly is a production from discalculiaheadlines.com you can find us on the web at discalculiaheadlines.com and we are on twitter at discalculiahead you can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.